Hey, welcome back to another episode of Tech Chatter, the tech discussion podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me is Rich. Hey, did you get stuck there on the tech chatter for a second? You almost said technobabble, didn't you? Uh, you caught me. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good, buddy. I uh, can't wait to have an, a uh, another episode and, and get to chatting about some cool uh, science and tech. Yeah, we're finally, we finally managed to... Uh, be done with CES. The guys finally uh, noticed that we were there, let us out of the building. We just had to fill out a police report. <laughs> but we're finally out of the CES 2018-19 Expo. I don't even know when it began. All I know is that it's over now. <laughs> uh, man, I am just so discombobulated right now, I can't even tie my shoes. And apparently neither can Nike. Oh, snap. <laughs> because they have a self-lacing trainer called the Adapt BB, which has fallen at the first hurdle. Oh, you know, for $350, you think a pair of self-tying shoes, which I got to admit look really stylish. I mean, this looks like something you would wear in the Tron grid. Oh, yeah, they're really cool. Unfortunately, they only look cool because thanks to the update to the Google Android app that allows them to loosen or tighten their shoes, they now fucking fail to work. That's terrible. Although, I, I, I still want a pair, though. Well, you say that, but if you look at the page on the BBC that mentioned it, there is a guy playing for Duke, and apparently his shoes, which look a little different... But uh, they're still a pair of Nikes, and they split. So it looks like they're used to their shoes failing. So congratulations, Nike. Your shoe didn't catch fire. So yay, parring the course yeah. for you, I guess. I, I guess they kind of they at least beat out uh, Samsung on that. They haven't had anything that bad, <laughs> especially with the smart shoe. So in Canadian, by the way, these, that would be these, so fucking great. These you just shoes. See a guy walking down the street and boom. It would be, it would be like Bomberman, unintentional Bomberman. I haven't played that game in so long. Fuck, I used to love that game. Um, but I could buy many, many Bombermans with four hundred and fifty nine dollars uh, Canadian, though. <laughs> so that they're four hundred and fifty nine dollars. Oh, that's insane! Like I buy expensive things sometimes. Um, not all that often, but like sometimes I get expensive stuff and like, they're never a shoe. <laughs> I, I, and I love how, I, I, you know, God, God bless them. God bless their claims. They say Nike has claimed it has reinvented the shoelace, which dates back to 3,500 BC before Stonehenge or the pyramids. Now, if only they can reinvent the app. Yeah, exactly. Which dates back to like, what, a year ago? <laughs> uh. yeah that's that's pretty terrible i have to say um but on the exact opposite side of that being completely awesome uh did you see the samsung event or any of the news that came out of samsung uh, that's this it's obviously we got to mention this like i can't even believe that you <laughs> that you went first and you weren't like hey richard you're obviously going to talk about samsung this is the most important thing in technology hey, right now you know we what? should let you talk <laughs> I stopped looking after I got my Samsung S7. It nope. is the phone of the future. Do you know oh this screen wraps around the edge? They all do. All of it, them ones. 
all that of them. That is just so amazing. And apparently, uh, from what you showed me when I first uh, showed it to you, it can support Google Cardboard. So that's awesome. And like, can you also fill them for it. So you know what? As far as I'm concerned, the future arrived four or five years ago. <laughs> and uh, after the after the pitiful eight and nine releases, which seemed meh, I just had no reason at all to be interested in well, this 10. That is, that's okay. I'll, I'll see your point and I'll raise you this. Um, while the Samsung S9 or S8 and 9 weren't um, huge updates, they were more very small incremental updates. Uh, there were many other phones that uh, did advance, you know, uh, different products and and the the evolution of the phone in general, right? Like, for instance, one of the new features of the Galaxy S10 was actually borrowed from a Huawei phone, and that's the ability to charge other phones and devices using that phone's battery. So, in essence, you take your phone, you put it upside down somewhere, and then you put your buddy's phone on top of it, and my phone charges my buddy's phone. Does it like use, my phone charges you? Chi. Is it is it just extrapolating from the near field community from the NFC field? No, it, it's chi. Like it's true, it's wireless charging. Because so what you can do is you can charge your phone wirelessly on just a regular wireless pad. But say you happen to have a watch or earbuds that also charge wirelessly. Well, now you don't have to bring a an extra wireless charger just for them. You just bring your your phone charger, and then your phone can now charge all of your other devices as well yeah but i was asking like the nfc which allows you you know to uh it's to not, swipe your cards and no it's chi so it's not that no i just said it was chi wireless charging thank you <laughs> listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth <laughs> look, look i have fully embraced the technology of 2015 so you're spouting gobbled, gobbledygook to me yeah well apparently as um, far as i'm concerned mobile phones peaked in 2015 well, they've got this is the 10th anniversary of the Galaxy S phone line, and uh, they're actually doing multiple different versions of it now. So they're going to have the S10e, which is, I guess, stands maybe for efficiency. Extra. Or, it's, it's definitely. So, it, dude, it is so extra. No, it is not. It is actually the cheapest version, which starts oh, off economy, at. Economy then. Set, oh, there you go. Economy mode. Yes. Uh, it starts off at $750 uh, American. Yeah. Uh, and then the Galaxy S10, the regular version, starts off at around 900. The S10 Plus starts off at 1,000, and the Galaxy S10 5G has no announced price yet. However, we can bet it, it will be above a thousand, like I'd say twelve, thirteen hundred dollars, sort of thing. Um, so this new phone has got a what did they call it, Mike? You loved the name of it. Was it Supersonic? Uh, thumbprint reader wasn't that the name? Ultrasonic thumb reader. Ultrasonic, yes. So they because it they... uses vibrations. Because instead of having like a little miniature camera, like my peak of the line S7 Edge, with a little finger with a little camera and the fingerprint scanner, this just decides to forego cameras and just shoot ultrasonic waves into your hand. And if you can somehow do that without shattering your finger, then congratulations, <laughs> it reads your fingerprint. Huh? I, I don't trust the spooky future, man. Oh, well, I hear that for sure. And I also don't trust the way that Samsung just renames everything with snazzy names. 
that everybody else has already done a thousand times. However, or and also brags about things that uh, they make up. Like I feel like they make new HDR standards for them to be able to be the first people to have it. Hey, we have Super Gorilla Retinas. Woohoo! Yeah, and it's but they'll be like they'll no they'll be like we're the first people to ever get certified for HDR uh, ten plus certification on a phone, and it's like yeah, but. You're the only person to have HDR 10 plus on a TV. So it's just you making the same screen for your, like, you're making your own thing. You know and what I mean? It'd be like, it'd be like if you made your own Guinness Book of World Records book, but nobody could join or challenge anything because it was yours. Yeah, like this 5G <laughs> thing. Who has, like, what would this 5G be? Like, do all phone networks have this? So, well, the 5G, uh, de- What's going on with 5G right now is it's really slow. And unfortunately, again, like... <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be, like, faster? Aren't they, like, aren't they supposed no, no, to get I better mean, as the numbers go up? That's not what I mean. I mean, like, the infrastructure for 5G is, is coming on slowly. And unfortunately, much like with the uh, 4G um, evolution, a lot of companies are basically saying they have 5G before they actually have 5G. It's more like 4.5G. Right. So it's a small, like the most of the 5G that's out right now is basically what LTE plus is to LTE. So it's an extra couple of megabytes. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be maybe like an extra five, 10 megabytes uh, per second down and up sort of thing. Whereas true 5G is supposed to be double, triple or quadruple as fast as 4G sort of thing. Right. So they're (laughs) kind of they're faking it until they make it basically right now. Speaking of faking it, apparently Trump has demanded 6G technology. Did you see that tweet? No. He asked, he said, like, 5G is already oh, overrated. Why don't we no, have 6G yet? Yes, I did I see that, I want 6G actually. in the U.S. as soon as possible. I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious, for sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the, the Samsung phones, they actually have, like, crazy amount of... Um, cameras now i think there's like five cameras or, or yeah five cameras in the uh galaxy galaxy s10 plus and the s10 uh because they've got dual front and triple rear or something like that like it's insane Why? what the fuck are you shooting with this thing yeah i don't know so here here we go here we go so the galaxy s10e has a 12 megapixel wide angle uh dual aperture lens uh, then it also has a 16 megapixel ultra wide angle lens. Uh, then it does not have a telephoto lens, which the Galaxy S10, S10 Plus, and 5G all have. But it does have a 10 megapixel front facing dual cam, blah, 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 which all the others have. But then it doesn't have the second front facing one. So, yes, the, the bigger models do have a full 5G, or sorry, uh, five cameras. <laughs> which is a bit ridiculous. And they're all like side by side too, which is hilarious, right? Like they're not like close together in a circle or anything. They're all, it's in a straight line, which is quite funny. Um, the notch on the front though, I find very interesting. They say that they actually laser cut their LCD screens to put a hole in it so that uh, it, the screen is basically placed over the camera, which I find really cool. And speaking of the screen, for the S10e, it's going to have a pixel density of 438 PPI, and that only goes up from there to 550 and 522 
for the larger variants. Uh, the screen itself is a 5.8 inch on the uh, on the E version, whereas it's a 6.1 and 6.4 on the larger models. Uh, you get obviously the newest version of Android is coming with it. And then uh, you've got, you know, it's 4K for the camera, obviously. Uh, it's got all the five cameras that we were talking about. Uh, but it does have the storage capability for the S10 uh, Plus mic. You can get upwards of a one terabyte model. Wow. So the, the biggest model that you can get will have... So you can record a full 20 minutes of five-dimensional video. <laughs> Get the but listen to this though. So the 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 highest model that you can get, the most expensive version, is going to have one terabyte of memory, twelve gigabytes of RAM, and then an expandable storage space of five hundred and twelve gigabytes or more. So like you could get another SD card of another five hundred and twelve gigabytes, so another half terabyte. Plus you've got twelve gigs of RAM and a forty one hundred milliamp battery, and obviously USB C. I just think that I like I have to say like they they definitely did things right. However, what do you think about the Galaxy Fold? Did you happen to see this? It looks like a very large phone that you can unfold into a moderately sized tablet. I don't even want to say moderately sized. It's actually not I don't feel like it's all that big. It's only like what? Yeah, because when it's, it's open, only it's twice like as large as a phone. That's yeah. how folding works. <laughs> it's uh, the inside. So on the outside, you have a 4.6-inch sc uh, screen, which is actually like the size of the what um, iPhone uh, 5 and the SE, uh, the 5C. Those are all like 4.6, 4.7-inch screens or something, I believe, right? So that's like super tiny. But then when you open it, you do get a 7.3-inch display that stretches across the inside when you open it up to become a tablet. Ooh. Yeah, remember when people were complaining about how, like, some phones were just too big and they were called phablets? Yeah. <laughs> and then we decided, how about we go back to that, but oh. using state-of-the-art technology to go back in the past? And you know, you know what you're really going to love about this, Mike? This Samsung has six cameras around the body of the Galaxy Fold. Three in the back, two on the side, and one on the front cover. What? They're the exact same Again, sensors. What are they filming? The exact same sensors that you get in the S10 phones, um, but it's clear which of these are for selfie and for taking portrait landscape shots. So, I mean, like, I guess that's kind of interesting. So, like, obviously, you can take one um facing on facing backwards you could open it up and i guess get like a better 3d style shot but the the most interesting one that i find is having them uh on the side of it because that means that you can now like kind of place the phone down on like a shelf or on like a flat surface or something and take a picture straight out without having to like balance your phone up so that's kind of interesting i th i think personally Although I have to say that this thing looks thick, freaking thick. Like this is like, go, like it's, it's like a, it's wearing its own otter box without wearing an otter box, which speaking of which, how are you going to get an otter box for this? Well, it looks like the phone is pretty much at least half of its own case, at least for the inside. 
You mean outside? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, inside. Yeah, well, because it's like a uh, um, Nintendo DS in that way, right? Oh, yeah. Now I'm seeing it open up, and it looks kind of neat. Like, if you needed, like, a slightly bigger phone, but didn't, but only, but didn't have slightly bigger pockets, then this could, uh, this can do all right. But it's $2,000, Mike. Oh, f- mm, no. <laughs> and that's 2000 No, that's too much. That's, two th- that's, that's too much. No. 2000 American, which is $2,628.39 Canadian. Some, some, you're getting two screens, so they just thought, why not charge you for two phones? Uh, yeah, except it's charging you for... You could buy, um, I want to say, like three or four of the cheapest S10 model for the same price as this, and you could buy two of the highest model of the S10 Plus, the one terabyte plus 12 gigs of RAM and all that stuff. You could buy two of those and still have, I don't know, probably a couple hundred bucks left over. <laughs> yeah, this is... And- it's pretty insane. And you can, and it and it won't open like it won't light up until it snaps open, so you can't even have it like partially open, which I guess is okay. But if you wanted to, like if they like they could have adapted this so that you could fold the phone like up like a little mini laptop, and like use the bottom use one half as the bottom for like a keyboard. Oh, that would be really cool. One. But yeah, no, that it would seems be cool. like it's only meant to be done one way. You mean like the only one that lights up? Are you talking about like in the same way that the Cosmo was on our last episode? The thing that I was talking about? Pretty much. If you're going to be doing something that has like an opening up ability, you, you think you would exploit all of those, all well, of those things. There was a laptop that did that. I want to say last year, right? I think it was like IBM or something. I forget who it was, but it was um, the whole thing, both the top and the bottom were both just two screens. And then when you had it in like normal laptop mode, the bottom part was a, a touchscreen keyboard. But then you could also open it up flat and it would be like a giant like newspaper magazine or something. Like it was it was weird, but I guess interesting. Kind of like this phone. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's really cool. I love the technology. I think that it needs to get thinner. Um, the battery is stored half in each side instead of having a bendable battery. They just put a small battery in... in one in each side, and then out of the two small batteries, you combine them, you get a bigger battery. You know? Okay. Uh, but Hopefully I don't know. Hopefully that means, like, if one battery goes, that you can just replace and you don't have to replace two batteries. I, I personally don't like this in the sense, well, I mean, I, it's not that I don't like it, but I don't see a use for it because, A, it's so thick, but moreover, that front screen is too damn small. You know what I mean? Like everybody's used to having, you know, six inch at a minimum, you're looking at a five and a half inch screen on almost any phone nowadays, unless you're like some old person that bought some, you know, budget $90 Motorola or Huawei or ZTEC phone, right? Every phone has a massive screen now. So now we have to go back to a 4.6 inch screen just so that we can be, you know, douchebaggy enough to open it up and have a seven and a half inch screen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no thanks. I'd rather look douchey with my Pixel 2 XL. <laughs> Which uh, thankfully, yeah. now that the 3's out, I'm not looking as douchey anymore. <laughs> yeah, I looked at my own uh, my own competition. Would you which... would you buy either? Uh, sorry, uh, real quick. But would you buy the S10 though? Like, are you up for a new contract? Uh, 
Are you I, looking to get a new phone within the next little while? Like, would you? Is the S10 more tempting to you than the S8 uh, or S9 was? Oh yeah, I mean, like if all if, if all prices were considered, I would definitely go for the 10. Like it seems to have uh, more so than you would have for the eight or the nine. Well, like, do you feel really like it's a big enough? Do you feel like it's a big enough jump forward for it to be enticing to somebody like you? who bought in a couple of years ago and is just like, man, my phone's good enough. Yeah. As it stands, my phone is still good enough. Like if something happens where the, uh, where those old micro USB chargers aren't, uh, aren't taken off anymore and everyone's using the USB C's, which Shit, I right. will, I will give. I like the USB C, the yeah. USB C. It is, you don't have to fiddle around for which angle to get in. It just yeah. gets in there and it's fast. It's faster than this. So I got to give it props to that, and that would be one of the reasons I would get a newer phone. I'm not, uh, I'm not Scorsese. I don't need to have a fucking camera lot in my pocket. Huh? I mean, that's that's not one of the reasons I would be getting it. Like if they had this, where, like, if they made like a streamlined version of this, which had like some of the neat features, but streamed down on like all the big battery guzzlers and put in a bigger battery in it to last longer. Oh, I'd be happy with that. Who who is it? I think it was Motorola used to do that with the Max devices, right? Like they had the the Droid Max, I think it was, um, and those devices had like a bat. I think one of the, the biggest ones that I remember was like uh, five thousand milliamp hours, or like there's the the uh, what was it? The Elephone, uh, the Power Power. Uh, power x or something the power phone or whatever you mm. remember we talked about it a few episodes and it had like you can get them in varying ones for like china phones and they're like i've seen uh five seven and ten thousand uh milliamp hour batteries on a phone which Dude, with the... still has a, like a five inch six inch screen too right did you mention uh did you mention if they has a headphone jack for the new ones or have have they all abandoned headphone jacks now oh you know what I don't know. That's interesting. I I don't think it does have a headphone jack. Yeah, because I see some pictures, but they're not of yours. They're of the uh, the MI9. And I don't see a headphone jack on that, but it could just be because no one knows how to take a fucking picture. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't see a headphone jack anywhere, really. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just glancing through their photo gallery here online. I'm just trying to see like power buttons and blah, blah, blah. I don't see a spot for it unless it's really hidden down on the bottom because yeah. they're, 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 they're trumping their, their new um, headphones. Oh no, it does. It's just really well. Um, it's really flush, but it totally has a headphone jack. Huh, that's cool. At least one of them does. It looks like all of them actually. So yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I I don't have one, and I don't really miss it. So, I mean, once you get Bluetooth headphones, it's not that big of a deal, really. You know what I mean? Like, you just get used to having Bluetooth everything. Like, everything I use, like, I, my keyboard is hooked up to my tablet, my phone, and my PC right now. And I can just switch between all of them, and then I have headphones on so that I can listen to things while we're recording this show at the same time and they're wireless and you know yeah, like I I've use got the Bluetooth ones on mine as well. I uh I try using a uh some of my headphones in in the uh, in the jack 
but I don't know if it's because the uh, the case I have is just a little too far out. It just doesn't get any purchase. It oh, just does yeah. not stay in there, and it falls out at a moment's notice. Yeah, that could be the problem, but Bluetooth headphones are the way to go for sure. I mean, like, they're the best of the best, I would say, for sure. Like you just, once you go Bluetooth, you never go... Back tooth? Boot back tooth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to... Lost myself there. <laughs> what else you got, buddy? Well, I looked for any competition that may exist for this uh, miracle phone of yours. And there's the Xiaomi, which I thought until you talked about your six fucking cameras was impressive because it has a groundbreaking three cameras. Well, technically, I think it has four, doesn't it? It has three in the back and one in the front. I think. Or is it two on the back and one in the front and the, the other I'm one is a three flash? three in the back and it looks like there's one in the notch. Yeah, exactly. But one of the, uh, the big things about this is a 20-watt wireless charger. Goddamn. It says the device boasts three rear cameras with a 48-megapixel main sensor that has an F1.75 aperture and laser autofocus. Supplemented with a 12 megapixel telephoto lens and a 16 megapixel ultra wide angle lens. Oh, I got a whole bunch of tech specs, which I can't be bothered with because I don't know photo stuff. But apparently, there's a moon mode, which can take clear and detailed photos of our planet's natural satellite. They made a camera just for the fucking moon? And apparently, just other bright, faraway objects. Oh, so. That actually you know how- does look pretty good, the, uh, the picture that they have comparing. Uh, different moonshots by the iPhone XS, uh, the Mate 20 Pro, and then the Xiaomi 9, or My 9, or whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, that actually looks pretty damn good. And this phone Bigger has... Bigger and detailed, and that's that's a great use of lighting in a dark environment. Yeah, oh, for sure. This phone actually does have some pretty damn good specs, too, actually. Yeah, a 20 megapixel selfie camera. That's pretty fucking rich. Yep. That's not and... bad. Although it's not always about the megapixels, but that is pretty damn good. And it's good that it has louder audio. Apparently, the Mi8 just couldn't uh, didn't have a didn't have a sufficient driver. Mm-hmm. And this one does. It and also the... has. Uh, sorry, the screen is massive. It's actually bigger than the uh, S10s. It's got a 6.39 inch AMOLED display. Yeah, with a 97 percent screen to body ratio, which is with full not HD. bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, like, and it's weird. I don't know, like, because your phone, uh, you've still got uh, a chin at the top and a chin at the bottom, right? On your phone? Uh, yeah. Is chin code for something? Yeah, chin is like the part where there's no screen where it's oh, like. Oh, you mean the bezel? Yeah. Okay, sure. The yeah. bezel, yes. You have, a, a, especially on the top and the bottom. Like, your, I know yours kind of goes around the sides, but the top and yeah. the bottom you have a bit, right? And I, I do as well on my uh my uh, Pixel 2 XL, I don't mind it. But when I look at my wife's phone, she has the Essential PH1. When I look at her phone, it's kind of freaky how much, like how all the way out to the sides it looks. And especially like at night when it goes like kind of yellowy, uh, just a little bit for that night mode thing. Sometimes I'm like, it just out of the corner of my eye, I think she's just like holding up a picture. And then I look at her and I'm like, oh, it's your phone. Because it's so weird looking and it's so perfect. And there's, it's just... It's so creepy and weird. I don't know if I could do if I could have a phone that has 
a screen right to the edges like that. It's freaky. Yeah, it's weird. Like well, I'm, I'm used to having like a solid. Oh, and like, God. what happens when you're What's trying to hold the phone? Like, yeah, isn't the rest of people? Like, just oh with old people, they keep like, they keep wondering why does the screen keep disappearing? Maybe it's because you're sticking your thumb on the fucking side of the screen. Yes. But, and your whole hand is now going to be on the screen because like when no you're safe spot. Exactly. Exactly. Especially as the phones get, they're so big. You need to be able to hold the phone in certain ways. You're going to be holding right? your like, hand palm open like you're feeding a fucking horse. Yep. To, when you handle your phone. However, um, I, I, that being said, I do like, like the idea behind this type of technology where you're stretching the screen and shrinking all the bezels and the chins and whatever, like that, that's good because I think that makes smaller phones easier as well too, right? Because I and I personally don't necessarily like this whole, like, let's go bigger and badder all the time. Like they should make some, some five inch phones that are just five inches because the screen is exactly five and like have smaller phones. Like if the original iPhone SEs and all of that, right? Like, you know, the iPhone four and five and whatnot, that size phone, but the whole front of it was a screen, but it had like good, damn good specs in it. You know what I mean? Like you give it eight gigs of Ram and you know, a friggin' Snapdragon, uh, 685, or 885, or whatever the heck they're up to now, you know, give it, uh, you know, even 64 gigs of memory, and boom, you've got an amazing freaking phone in a small package that people would love. Because it's and not... You a, can char- and you can charge it super fast. Yeah, because... you watt yeah. wireless charging capability faster than Samsung oh, for this and Huawei's 15-watt technologies. For, for this one. Now we're, now we're going back. I was talking about a dream phone. So now we're talking about this one again? <laughs> yes, because we never finished it. Yeah, I know. It's actually priced pretty damn uh, pretty damn well, though, eh? Did you see the price for this guy? Yeah, there's a $15 wireless charger, a $22 10,000 milliamp power bank, and a $25 in-car wireless charging cradle. I meant for the phone, but uh, yeah, sure, that's cheap too. I mean, it's China. It's all cheap there. Of course their wireless chargers are fucking cheap. <laughs> I can buy one for a dollar off of fucking eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and they've announced a uh, a transparent version of it, which was part of their collaboration with Alita Battle Angel. Have you oh. seen this movie or have an interest in it? I, I uh, haven't, but I do. Ah, same. We should probably go see that then. Yes, I would like to Being go and see that. Being a tech podcast, we should probably do like a fictional tech podcast or a, <laughs> a fictional tech episode. I mean, um, not, not a separate podcast just to talk about sci-fi shit. <laughs> I mean, like I'm the, doing the, enough. the uh the price of this phone though itself, considering those specs, the fact that it's got all those cameras and you know like six or eight gigs of RAM, um, oh sorry, twelve gigs of RAM, um, and it's got up to one hundred and twenty eight gigs of storage. Like that's pretty damn good for literally half the price of an S ten. Oh yes, and the two hundred and fifty six gig of storage one costs about five ninety five, which is still pretty boss yeah like that's actually really damn good so i mean china phone for the win right yeah but can we buy them here or do we have to go to china to buy the damn things and are they supported here oh you definitely oh they are supported here but you would definitely have to buy it um through a online retailer that ships it from china or something like you might be able to get it on amazon um, but, uh, it would be from a retailer who buys them from China, ships them here and then sells them to you at a profit. I'm sure. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
dicks be like, what? Um, <laughs> and, uh, wow, I really got no segue from that. Um, on some sad news, uh, and I'm just, I just needed to touch on this. I mean, we are a tech podcast. We don't talk a whole lot about gaming, but um, this was kind of big news, at least in my world. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I know Mike uh, never really played Nintendo. He doesn't really like Nintendo. He's more of a Sony person. Like, he hates Nintendo. He just tries to profit off their backs because, you know, he's a leech. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that $2 Patreon is really worth me selling out. <laughs> um, did you hear about this, Mike, that uh, Reggie Filzami uh, Phil is uh, retiring? Uh, yes, and he's being pushed out and replaced by a, a, a man with a completely trustworthy name. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Pushed out? What do you mean pushed out? I'm assuming, like, I mean, like, can you imagine Did somebody he touch this- somebody? Oh fuck! I hope not. Did did he did he um, have a bunch of uh, neo Nazis beat him up because he was not uh, quite as Aryan as he should have been? And did he pay them for it? <laughs> uh, did he yell at people about how all of the world's climate change rules and laws are totally false and aren't great, and that they have to make better ones before they can complain about them? <laughs> Um, I don't, I, I think he needed a little more fuel for that fire. (laughs) I don't think he was pushed out personally. I think he's just ready to, to, I mean, I don't know. I could very well be wrong, but the, the, uh, article or two that I read about it, uh, is that he's just retiring and that's it. Yeah. Except he's being replaced by a guy named Bowser. So I'm just assuming that there's some sneaky, hostile blackmail involved because, I mean, can you trust anybody with the friend, with the name Bowser? Come on. True. Uh, it's still pretty badass, though. Um, and I don't know about you, but I mean, just the fact like he's been around. He's been in in the public eye for Nintendo forever, right? Since I think it was like uh, the first or second version of the DS uh, E3 conference. So. Would have been around 2003, 2004, I think, right? And he came on and I was like, oh, who's this guy? He's kind of fun and dorky in a dad kind of way. And he just kept, he made that work for him. You know what I mean? Um, and you got to love him for it. He's He's been, I guess, uh, his uh, career began at Nintendo of America in 2003 as an executive vice president of sales and marketing, becoming its president and COO just three years later. And he's been... Um, in the public part of uh, of Nintendo, like I said, as far as E3 is concerned, since around 2004. So, I mean, that's a very long career, uh, both behind the scenes and in front of the scenes for Nintendo. So, basically, he was like the the new Howard Phillips. Who the hell's Howard Phillips? The guy that made Nintendo Power Magazine. The guy that, like, Howard and Nestor. He Who, was Howard. Who's Nestor? I'm just joking. I know, I know what you're talking about. I'm fucking with you. Um, but this is very sad day um, in that sense. And uh, yeah, it just kind of sucks. However, I did read, and this is not an official news story that I'm covering. I just have to say it because you don't have a Switch and I do. You've got means of playing these other games. But apparently the Microsoft uh, Xbox Pass, Game Pass or whatever the fuck it's called. Microsoft, Microsoft Game Pass. Xbox. No, the Microsoft Game Pass that works on, I guess, uh, PCs and um 
Xbox or some shit like that is also maybe rumored to be coming to Switch, which would allow me to be able to play Halo on my Switch. And so that would be amazing. Huh. Just got to say. Also, uh, Final Fantasy IX just got released for the Switch. Super stoked to try that. Is it a remake or just a port of the uh, PlayStation? It's a port. It's a full-on port. But nonetheless, like, it, uh, sorry, I don't think it's a port of the PlayStation one. It's a port of, uh, oh, um, the PC version, I think they said or something. It's a port of a more recent remake of the game or like a, a more recent port. Like it's not a, a straight Steam version. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. It's, it's something like that. But it's not like a straight rip of the PlayStation version because that would not go over well. <laughs> No, and also you would be like, "What do you mean I have to take out once? What do you mean I have to take out one game and put in the other one? Yeah. What, out of four games? No." Yeah, you're like, "But wait, I only got one cartridge with this." <laughs> that would be quite hilarious. Yeah, um, I bought that for the uh, for the P- for the PS4. I haven't played it yet because I'm busy playing Final Fantasy X. Apparently, I'm going to be going backwards. I like I like going backwards with that stuff. I went backwards with my Star Trek binge just recently, so I I know uh, I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> it's not about going backwards; it's about going forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards the future. Oh yes, twirling towards the final frontier, space, <laughs> and in space, you know what? There's a lot of rich uh, asteroids. Exactly. And you know how I, wait, you know how I know that? Because you read the notes? No, because I grew up on video games. And I know, though, that if I go to space, I have to spin around in circles and shoot all the asteroids. And the good news is if you reach the edge of space, you can use it as a shortcut to get to the other edge of space. Whoa. It's like you know. I do know, man. <laughs> so some say I don't even know, but I do. <laughs> so what's what's uh, what's up with this? There's rocks flying in space. It is just fucking amazing. They are loaded with shit we don't even know, and the only way to get them is to fly our own probes to do these amazing mathematical gymnastics right up, right on those things, and fire probes right into them. And there is something happening in Japan right now. They have sent a spacecraft to shoot a bullet right point blank in the fucking face. That's they're gonna be pretty f- badass. They're going to be firing a bullet straight into the rock, all in the name of scientific study. And they've been planning this for a decade now. In 2014, they launched the Hayabusa 2. And if you're a gamer, you probably at least... I'll let you believe that it was named after Ryo Hayabusa, the hero of Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Okay. I was going to say the guy from um, DOA. Hey, maybe. I I don't know that game. That's like the volleyball game, right? Oh, God. Just keep going. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can hear I wanna you sma- cringe. I want to smack <laughs> you so bad. Oh, my God. I can just hear your spine wrinkle. Just please keep going. Make the pain stop. (laughs) Make it stop. So these these spacecraft are armed with multiple instruments that will collect data across a wide variety of spectrums. And they will even catch samples of this 
to bring them back, which will be the first step in viable space mining. Ooh, that's really cool. And the cool thing is about this gun, it will fire a 5-gram metallic bullet into the rock at a speed of over 670 miles an hour. Damn. And the point is to collect as much of the ejected debris as it can, because the microgravity environment of the asteroid will make this more feasible. You think all these parts will just, like, fry, fly off into space, but if the asteroid's big enough, its gravity will keep most of the particulates within it, within its uh, gravity field. Hmm. And then it's going to do this again to collect more material. So it's it's basically gathering space shot dust. And hmm. then it will uh, do a second sample return to take another later in the spring. And you know what? Fuck bullets. This time they're using straight up explosives to create a six foot long crater to collect the subsurface rock. But why? What are they doing with it? That's what I want to know. Like, am I going to get my Galaxy S12 out of this or something? Well, funny you should ask. They say, although people hope for an analysis of this rock to tell us more about prospecting asteroids, other scientists, they're focused on using this Ryugu sample, because that's the name of the asteroid, by the way, the Ryugu. Mm-hmm. Probably, again, Ryu Hayabusa. And oh, my now, gosh. Hey, look, Ryu, the asteroid, and Hayabusa, the com- the uh, the comet gangbanger. This is this is Ninja Gaiden, man. Fucking love these scientists. These are gamer scientists. They're my crew. So what's it going to be used for? Damn it! They're going to be using this to catch a better glimpse. You know, because these asteroids came from somewhere, right? So it's not just minerals that you can catch, but also, like, if they came from the outer edge of the galaxy and the universe is expanding, then. Where the fuck did they go? Where, where did they come from and go? So they're going to use these to uh, figure out how to uh, basically figure out the groundwork for the beginnings of life on Earth. See, most of what we know from the solar system comes from meteorites that landed here. So what about the meteorites that haven't landed here? What can they tell us? Because hmm. they're filled with data that doesn't get incinerated in our atmosphere. That's kind of a good point. But uh, so what you're saying, though, is that it's not going to make my Galaxy S12, right? So I can't expect that in my Galaxy S12 because I really uh, want that in my I want my Galaxy S12 to be made of Ryugu. You, the new Ryugu have, Galaxy S12. You'll have to wait for the Samsung S13, motherfucker. No, oh, that's too long. That's too long. Fuck that. I'm going with the Xiaoming. <laughs> uh. Uh, you know, and and. I got to actually bring this back um, for my next story. So do you remember when we were chatting uh, uh, about CES? Do you remember that far back? I know it was like two months ago that CES happened. I think we've been talking about it for like three months. (laughs) Uh, But do you remember the Harley Davidson live wire that I mentioned? The the Harley Davidson um, electric um, motorcycle? Hello? Hello? Hello, yes. Yeah, hello? Do, do you remember it? Or are you yes. Just, okay, well, you didn't say anything, so geez. I did. I just forgot I unmuted my mic when I coughed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so now you're just fucking with me. <laughs> um, so Harley-Davidson has actually debu- debuted two new concepts that, as far as I'm concerned, are way fucking cooler 
and more feasible than a live wire. Because um, if uh, you know any of you listeners remember when we were talking about the live wire, it's super cool and it's fairly fast, except that it's thirty-seven fucking thousand dollars, an insane amount, considering you can buy a very nice car for that price. However, the two concepts that they've released are a um, kind of smaller scale. They're both um, very small scooter styles, electric scooters per se. And um, I personally love that. Uh, I looked at them. Uh, they're pretty, one of them is very, very rugged. Uh, it's meant for um, more off-roading, uh, like I guess on-roading, but also being able to go off-road in some of the uh, different countries around the world and some of the more interesting environments you this way you can you know get to and from your farm and your hut or (laughs) if you live you know in england and they've got those crazy fields everywhere you can go through those you know the rocks and stuff in new zealand you could probably herd some sheep with this thing or something because it'd be really quiet and you just have to have like an app on your phone and a bluetooth speaker that you know you can get a dog to bark through an app or something you can herd them with this thing it'd be great uh i was just uh, i was just getting ready to close the tab on the uh, the reggie but there was like a little ad i don't know if you saw it but it was a link to uh something on game rant and it was a mod for a uh, a PC game called Jump Force, where it basically has like all the heroes and villains from the uh, Shonen Jump comics, like uh, Yu Gi Oh, One Piece, Dragon Ball. Ah, oh, Dragon and, Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Have you seen the Broly movie? Um, no. But you know what I have on my head right now? Piccolo's head. Chala. Head chala. <laughs> well, anyway, somebody has modded that game and they replaced Vegeta with Shaggy. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> so it looked like clickbait, uh, so I didn't no, click it, but I did see that. Yes, and he he can go full Super Saiyan God, so Shaggy can get like totally blue hair, man. That's pretty hilarious. And he's only using like 2% of his full power. Um, All right. Well, way to take all the wind out of my pick. Uh, I I don't know. I love electric scooters. So I thought that was pretty fun, but apparently it wasn't fun enough for you. So what's your final story, asshole? (laughs) Well, it sucks when you break a bone, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess. I actually haven't. When was the last time you broke a bone? Uh, the last one I specifically remember is when I caught a football wrong in high school with my hand and just broke my pinky. Oh, wow. I, so, so I had to have that in the cast for a week. That was fun. Uh, I The last time I broke a hand, um, I believe my sister and I were play fighting when I was children. And uh, she kicked me or something like that in the face or I don't really remember how that worked. We were like in the living room playing and I went to take like a a ball we had in the living room and hit her with it. Um, But like not throw her, throw it at her, but actually hit her with it. And so while I was throwing it, my thumb got caught on a piece of furniture and bent sideways or something and snapped and I broke my thumb. And that's the that's the only bone I've ever broken. So I got to say, I'm doing pretty good. But yes, yes, breaking bones does suck, to to your point, Mike. 
Well, there's even a worse thing that can happen to bones, and that is deformation. Yeah, I can't imagine that being good. Yeah, basically, it's like constantly permanently breaking, and no amount of casts can make it better. Because instead of healing, the bone is doing the, well, the opposite of healing. At all, all the time. Dying? Yeah. Hmm. So, when this happens, you're pretty much fucked. But, people have finally, in some good news, <laughs> have created the world's first 3D printed rib. And hmm. they've implanted it with no complications. And oh, the best wow. part is the unique material can withstand the temperatures necessary for sterilization, and it functions more similarly to an actual rib than previous titanium implants. And you know how expensive titanium is? Yeah, well, not to mention that it's probably, um, I would guess, break. It, I, oh, well, it would certainly be harder to get through the TSA. I was going to say it would break down, but I was like, wait a minute, it's fucking titanium. It's not going to break down in the body. No, but I guarantee you, that it, you won't you won't get it in your ribs for like just one hundred and fourteen dollars. Well, and on top, holy crap, that's cheap. Um, in the states though, too, right? Like something like this, when your uh, health car healthcare is privatized, bringing the price down of certain operations and um, prosthesis and and whatnot with three D printing is a huge deal to them because they pay up front for that shit. You know what I mean? Like in Canada, we get it easy. Like this wouldn't cost us a dime if it was titanium or fucking 3D printed. It doesn't matter, right? But if you go to a place like America where it's all privatized um, healthcare systems, then yeah, this is going to make a massive difference. I mean, it's still going to well, make a difference everywhere. It begins, but... it begins with ribs and they're already working uh, on performing more surgeries, including uh, a three rib graft as and a sternum. Well, they can call me when they get up to uh, spinal discs because I want Stone Cold to wrestle again, damn it. Oh, they've already done that too, but that's a different article. Oh, okay. Well. Someone has actually created, uh, has been able to 3D print uh, vertebral discs. So people with spinal degeneration can get uh, can get that going. And I uh, figured once so, they were able to miniaturize it, you can also use that to replace knuckles and uh, say goodbye to arthritis. So good times are coming. Wait, 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 wait. So what you're saying is I could still see Austin versus Hogan at WrestleMania 40. I don't think anyone will want to work with Hogan after that whole uh, racial rant he went on. Um, That was a long time ago, and he's been welcomed back into the arms of the WWE family. Thank you very much. Oh, he has? <laughs> oh, yeah. He got welcomed back at... Uh, well, it wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble. It was the greatest, uh, the greatest, the, the Crown Jewel, at Crown Jewel in. Because uh, remember, they made that uh, um, the three, or uh, I think it was three year deal with. Was, was uh, he welcomed by The Rock, who gave him a pass? Uh, no, he came out to the ring by himself, but the audience welcomed him back. But it, they were also in Saudi Arabia because the WWE sold their souls, their souls to the de uh, well. I don't want to say devil, but they sold their souls to uh, Saudi Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think they they uh, said like it was like three billion dollars or something that they were paid uh, to do a number of shows over the course of like three years or something like that. Was the Iron Sheik there? Um, no, I don't think so, but. 
I, I think that might be insulting to them. I'm not really sure. Anyway, <laughs> good news what, that what people can get their bones it turns out that they were bought by the Iron Sheik. He just shows up. I own you now, American pig dog. <laughs> I spit on you. Fuck you. I fuck you. <laughs> and he's just like he spits on me. He's like, what? I own you. You can hit me back if you don't want to have a job anymore. <laughs> I love the Iron Sheik. Um, and you know what I love just as much as I love the Iron Sheik? Mm. Electric cars. And now um, uh, the NH. TSA, uh, and I hate saying that. I really wish that they would come up with a much better acronym. Uh, NHTSA? Yeah, NHTSA, I guess. But it's the National Highway Traffic Safety Association, I believe it is. Um, Administration, my bad. Uh, They've approved two Chinese electric uh, cars for U.S. car sales. I am super excited about this. The Chinese manufacturer is called uh, Candy. And that's with a K. Uh, they approved. I like candy. This thing looks fucking adorable. It has a face. You're not even letting me get the names or anything. Jeez. Way to just jump ahead. I'm just, I'm just, You're just jumping the ahead. So the model EX3 and the model K22. I'm guessing you're talking about the K22 because the picture happens to have a K22 on the license plate. Uh. <laughs> um, but yes, you're right. It's kind of like a smart car. Uh, that's been in like if if you were if you were to (laughs) pixar made the smart car sure i was just gonna say um in the modeling process if they were to take a smart car and put it in a wind tunnel it kind of looks like it's been everything's just been pulled back slightly like when you pull the eyes the the, like if you pet a dog really hard or something (laughs) (laughs) they gave it they gave the car a facelift yeah pretty much it was Oh, those electric cars—they're like three years old. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta take, a, we gotta do a little nip tuck here and gotta save them. Um, I either oh, way, yeah, it's like it's like if little Kim's eye lift went right. I love it. I I love it. Love it. Love it. I love small cars like this, like little two uh, two passenger or three passenger cars like this. Uh, the smart car, the um, what was it? The Scion IQ or the Toyota IQ, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I love tiny cars like this. They're amazing. Uh, This one will apparently have a starting price of less than $20,000 American, which is pretty damn good. Uh, Pricing for the EX3 has not been uh, released. The EX3 is kind of, I would say it's um, Hyundai Kona-ish. It kind of looks like a Hyundai Kona. Like it's a very small uh, crossover SUV, like a four-door crossover SUV kind of car ish like if the uh or or what was uh the honda uh not the crv the hrv or the toyota um uh other thing that looks weird that's smaller than a rav whatever yeah, it's called it sounds nice but what's the what's the headroom and legroom inside because i'm a like this is a chinese vehicle and i'm not exactly chinese sized well that is kind of true that is a very good point you are definitely um, not Asian in size, sir. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, the they look they look very uh, much alike with the smart car and the Candy K twenty two. The Chinese me- uh, market specs for the vehicle, and this might change slightly. Uh, it weighs twenty one hundred pounds. It has a twenty five kilowatt oh, so hour. So it is my size. <laughs> yeah, 
It is a 26 kilowatt hour battery pack coupled to a couple of electric motors. Uh, let's see, torque of uh, 121 foot pounds and a range of around 200 kilometers, which is pretty damn good. It doesn't seem to say anything about how large, uh, how long the vehicle actually is. Uh, unfortunately, I was hoping it would give us a little something. I'm sure I could find it if I really wanted to, but basically it's just a copy of the smart car. Um, and the EX3 is going to have a 50 kilowatt hour pack and should get you with a range of 380 kilometers or about 236 miles, which is pretty damn good. Um, I can't wait for stuff like this to start coming over. I personally think that uh, we will be able to fit in these, especially the, the larger EX3, but I certainly hope we can fit in the K22 because I love the idea of having... Um, because most people, when they're going to work every day, you don't need a massive car, right? So you could have your your electric um, tiny K22 or your smart electric vehicle or like a two-passenger car for going to work and back because you're probably not going that far either. And then when you want to go out with the family and you, you know, you've got your car seat and you want to go out on the weekends or you're going to the country or the cottage, then you have your second car, which is your, you know, gas powered or electric hybrid. You know what I mean? Like something a little bigger, but, I'm, but you could easily have something very small like this as your runabout and it would cost you near nothing uh for electricity well, that would be great if i can get in the thing because i have a rod in my spine so i can't really like 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 fetal position myself into the car you have you ever sat in a smart car you you don't sound like you've ever sat in a smart car before no i've never known anybody with one i ha i used to have one I used to work at a, uh, well, it wasn't quite mine, but I used to work at a car dealership um, and the car that they gave me to be my daily runabout and to be able to go and do things for the um, dealership was a smart car. It was a 2011 uh, smart, I want to say it was a passion and it had a full moonroof as well. So the entire ceiling, the entire roof was all glass. It was a super fucking cool. It was a really fun car to drive around. Um, not as fun as the convertible version, which I got to drive a couple of times. We had a convertible CDI version, which was the diesel. And dude, I tell you, holy crap, that thing got mileage. I filled it up for $14 and drove like, I don't know, 150 kilometers or something like that. And still had like three quarters of a tank of gas, if not a more. Diesel smart car? Oh yeah, it's the. Wasn't it called a smart car because it was electric? No, they are they are electric now. It was called a smart car because it's smart of you to drive it because it's super safe as long as you're not headed up against you know like a fucking eighteen wheeler, and it's also um, cheap, efficient, um, city driving. It's meant for this. The smart cars are meant for city driving. Like you just driving to work and back, you driving to go and get a few groceries, you driving to go and see a movie uh, with your friends, you driving to a concert, like things that you're just going puttering around town. So you don't need a big car. And that's why they made the smart car. Then they made a diesel to make it more efficient. Then they made an electric version. And now the electric version is pretty much all they sell. They're, they're paring down all the gas versions. But this car is pretty much the exact same size if not it kind of looks like it might actually be a little bit taller um so i imagine that you would have enough room to get into this even my uh one of my buddies who was uh i think he's six seven he can get into a smart car and be comfortable 
and get into it like a fully normal car. Like they have massive doors so you can get in easily. Um, so I, again, I assume that this would be very similar. So I'm super yeah. excited about this because we need more electric cars in North America. We need more electric cars worldwide. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a bunch of uh, renewable energy sources to go along with that. But you will because I just saw an article in one of the asides talking about Alaska is now embracing solar panels. And yes, these ones work just fine in cold, snowy weather. So it's challenging their diesel industry. So renewables are taking over Alaska. Nice. Well, hopefully they can take over um, pretty much everywhere because we need that shit and we don't need um, fossil fuel. Well, I mean, we need fossil fuels for a little while longer, but we need to be able to get away from them as soon as possible. And I think this is the way to go. This is definitely one one way to kind of get one more step into that uh, renewable or possible renewable uh, energy. I love it. So uh, I guess that's kind of it for this episode. Right? It is. Yeah. So if you uh, want to hear more of Rich, you can check out the upcoming... Is it upcoming or have you released the uh, your other shows yet? Um, for... The Chatter Nexus, uh, we are doing three shows. We do this one, which is Tech Chatter. We also do another one called Pop Chatter, which will be coming out in early March 2019. And we also do Schlock Chatter, which is another new show. And we will be releasing that one. We just recently recorded our first episode, which is Iron Sky. Um, You can Google that and figure it out for yourself. But trust me, it's amazing. Uh, and we did an episode about that, and that will also be coming out in March of 2019. Both of those, I believe you're on too, aren't you, Mike? You're on the first episode of both. <laughs> so really, if you want to hear more of us, not just me, where can people hear more of just you? Well, you can hear me on the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike, where we talk about horror movies. You can also hear me on the playing with power podcast where me and ivan talk about nothing nintendo power magazine and sometimes we also play games not just talk about the magazine that covered them on the taste test i'm trying to remember if i do another one because that's how many i do yeah well you did i think i think i've covered them all oh yeah you've done uh you've done a couple guest spots here and there and other shows but yeah so far i think uh i think you're topping out dude you might need to drop one or two if you keep going <laughs> or at least stop producing them anyway well yeah it's 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 getting to me <laughs> well that's it for this episode so thanks for listening and it is now safe to power off your device